Thanks for tuning in to Start With Scripture, a Hesed Heart podcast. I'm your host, Audrey Grove, here to bring you scripture reading and application that can fit into your morning routine and your busy schedule. Learn more at hesedheart.com. morning, my friends. Welcome to another gift. Today is full of opportunities for you to live your calling, to use your voice and to glorify God. And today we are hopping into Galatians chapter 2 and we're going to see Paul for the first time so far (laughs) since the book of Acts. You should not be surprised, but he's going to face pushback. All throughout Acts, we talked about the truth that God's word, the gospel, is polarizing. And anytime you share something polarizing, whether it is an opinion or a thought or a belief or this biblical truth, there are going to be people who disagree. And a lot of times those people get very upset, especially when you are talking about something that almost like triggers an emotional response in them, it's very easy for them to lash out. So we're going to see the early experience that Paul had with the church. We saw yesterday that the gospel is totally and completely from God. Paul received his calling from Jesus himself, and he actually wasn't trained for several years before he went and met with some of the believers in Jerusalem. And that's where we are today, so let's dive right in. We're in Galatians chapter 2, verse 1, and I'm reading from the ESV. Then after 14 years, 14 years! Y'all, that is a long time. So after three years in Damascus, he went to Jerusalem, and then he was traveling around for 14 years. Then after 14 years, I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas, taking Titus along with me. I went up because of a revelation and set before them, though privately before those who seemed influential, the gospel that I proclaim among the Gentiles, in order to make sure I was not running or had not run in vain. So to give you an idea, those 14 years where Paul was traveling around, it said to Syria and Cilicia, that was probably before his missionary journey ever began. That's what people are believing that he was converted somewhere in the 8030s, and then he actually starts traveling around and starts these journeys later in the 8040s. And so this was all kind of his preparation, his time to spend with the Lord, learning with him before he really struck out and began starting these churches and ministering to the Gentiles and the Jews in all of these new cities as we saw him do in Acts. In fact, some people think that this section actually corresponds to a specific verse. If we look in Acts chapter 11, we see that they were sending people out in order to bring relief. And they did so, sending it to the elders by the hand of Barnabas and Saul. Now, if that is truly where this fits chronologically, we can't be certain. 
But if it is, that gives us an awesome connection to where we are in the timeline of Acts. Continuing on. But even Titus, who was with me, was not forced to be circumcised, though he was Greek. Yet because of false brothers secretly brought in who slipped in to spy out our freedom that we have in Christ Jesus so that they might bring us into slavery to them, we did not yield in submission even for a moment so that the truth of the gospel might be preserved for you. So we see here that Paul mentions a person named Titus. And to be honest with you, Titus isn't mentioned anywhere in Acts. But we do see him mentioned throughout the rest of Paul's letters. And so from that we glean and we understand that Titus was one of his companions as he was traveling around. And so when Paul brought Titus back, Titus was a Gentile, a non-Jew. He was Greek. And yet... He didn't have to be circumcised. And this idea of circumcision, as we saw in Acts, they wrestled with it. They wrestled with this idea, is this just ceremonial or is this necessary for salvation? And what they landed upon in Acts was that circumcision was not required to be saved because it's a human action and our actions don't save us. And if you want a refresher on how and why they decided that, you can head over and check out Acts chapter 15 or go listen to those episodes. But the highlight verse is this. Now, therefore, why are you putting God to the test by placing a yoke, a burden on the neck of the disciples that neither our fathers nor we have been able to bear? And by saying that Gentiles had to be circumcised. That's placing the burden of legalism of salvation by your own work on their shoulders that no one can bear. But we believe that we will be saved through the grace of the Lord Jesus just as they will. And so we already see Paul asserting this salvation by grace and not, no, never by works. And we see the pushback False brothers were brought in. They were spying on the freedom that they had in Christ. And it says, so that they might bring us into slavery. And does that mean that they would arrest them? I don't know. But to me, I hear this as putting them in the bondage of salvation by works. Of wanting to tear down the freedom that they had with man-made rules. And their heart intent, as we can see, was not of love and curiosity and understanding and grace, but it was one of sneakiness, of underhandedness, and of seeking to do harm, seeking to make them conform to their ideas. And I love this. Paul said, to them, we did not yield in submission, even for a moment so that the truth of the gospel might be preserved for you. And from those who seemed to be influential, what they were makes no difference to me. God shows no partiality. 
Those, I say, who seemed influential added nothing to me. And many people believe this is those big three, likely Peter, James, and John. And he says, they added nothing to me. They didn't add any extra rules that they told Paul to follow. On the contrary, when they saw that I had been entrusted with the gospel to the uncircumcised, the non-Jews, just as Peter had been entrusted with the gospel to the circumcised, to the Jews. For he who worked through Peter for his apostolic ministry to the circumcised worked also through me for mine to the Gentiles. And when James and Cephas and John that is James and Peter and John, who seemed to be pillars, perceived the grace that was given to me, they gave the right hand of fellowship to Barnabas and me, that we should go to the Gentiles and they to the circumcised. Only they asked us to remember the poor, the very thing I was eager to do. So we see the pushback that Paul did not submit not even for a moment for the sake of the gospel and we see that these early leaders they didn't place any rules on them either except to go to the poor and isn't it beautiful to see them fully accept Paul and his unique calling it would have been easy since his call to the Gentiles was different to cast him out, to view him as less, but no, they welcomed him in. And I love this because for he who worked through Peter, God worked through Peter for his ministry to the Jews, also worked through Paul for his ministry to the Gentiles. God was at work in both situations and they perceived that grace and they gave them the right hand of fellowship. They invited them in. And they almost divided the ministry. Peter, James, and John focusing primarily on the Jews. And Paul and Barnabas and his companions focusing mainly on the Gentiles. On traveling to new places. So as we move forward, my friends, as we are meeting with people who are trying to conform us to their ideas. Who are trying to conform us to their man-made rules and regulations that we do not see in scripture. Stand firm. Do not yield in submission even for a moment so that the truth of the gospel might be preserved for you. You were not called to be conformed even to the people in the church, but you are called to be uniquely you standing on the promises, the principles, the truths of scripture and following your unique call, using your unique voice, living out your unique gifts from God. So do that, my friends. Of course, always pray for guidance from the Holy Spirit and follow that. Follow scripture because it is truly the authority, but be uniquely you because God has made you like no one else. So do not conform. Do not yield in submission even for a moment when people try to add extra laws on you. And I will see you tomorrow morning.